Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every great magic trick consists of three acts. The first act is called The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy show and welcome to this episode it is a tuesday edition if you're listening when it's uploaded number 1075 Jimmy, i got one name she is right next to me hello everybody hello everybody 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 Hi there, I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. And welcome to this episode, and Kimmy the Hero's right here. Hello, Kimmy, are you all rested and ready to go? Sure am. It's a Tuesday. And one of the things we have to kick off the show with, I hate doing this with a sad thing, but we have to in the world of nerdum because we lost somebody in the world of superheroes and television. Another challenge for the Green Hornet. His aide, Cato, and their rolling arsenal, the Black Beauty. On police records, a wanted criminal. His dual identity, known only to his secretary and to the district attorney. And now, to protect the rights and lives of decent citizens, rides the Green Hornet. Unfortunately, Van Williams, the star of the 1966 TV show The Green Hornet, has passed away. According to Variety, he passed away Monday in Scottsdale, Arizona, uh, at the age of 82. Now, Williams was part of the one season of The Green Hornet, 20-some-odd episodes, that's it. Mm. Um, but he did other television work before that. Um, he, he was a, a diving instructor, by the way, when he was discovered in 1957 by producer Mike Todd, who at the time was married to Elizabeth Taylor. Williams was persuaded to go to Hollywood and try his hand in acting and earned his big break in the ABC private detective show called Bourbon Street Beat. And that character would later be brought into another uh, detective show called Surfside Six. That's really where he got his big, uh, big fame. And then when 20th Century Fox decided to do the Green Hornet in 1966, he was cast as Britt Reed, the Green Hornet. And for those who have never seen the Green Hornet, a 1966 version. It is not like the Batman TV series done by the same producer. It's done more in a, a serious, non-spoof type uh, thing, right, Kimmy? Mm-hmm. And you can check out MeTV for the Green Hornet, and also Heroes and Icon uh, runs the Green Hornet, I believe, very early on Saturday mornings, uh, like six o'clock in the morning. No, 5 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Time, I believe they run the Green Hornet, mm. the original 1966 series. Now, MeTV, late Saturday night, coming up this uh, Saturday, going into Sunday morning. It'll be midnight. I guess that's Sunday. And 11 o'clock Saturday night, Central Time. Mm -hmm. Midnight Sunday morning. Okay. They will be running the two-part Batman episode. The Green Hornet is in that. Oh, okay. And it's a little bit different of the Green Hornet because the Green Hornet is in that spoof world. It's it's a weird thing. Adam West talks about that in his... uh, autobiography how it was kind of weird trying to put those two together mm-hmm. in an episode because it just didn't really make sense yeah because they were more serious and they're more spoof right so it's something to check out and 
honor Van Williams. I love the Green Hornet. I never saw it as a kid. It just didn't run in syndication because there was not enough episodes. Yeah, I never saw it either. And I, I, I love that show. Mm-hmm. And I wish it actually had, you know, it had continued. I think yeah. if it, I think if it had been the first one, it would have lasted. Meaning it came on before the Batman. Mm. If it, it had been first, I think it, it would have remained for a period of time. Van Williams passed away, and we have a link to the obituary and information right on our website in the Nerd News section. You can find that at RileyandKimmy.com. Kimmy, I have a question for you. Would you like to play Nerd and Pop Culture Geek Trivia on this Tuesday? Why, yes. It is a Tuesday, December 6th. Kimmy still has not purchased my or found my uh, my holiday gift. We, we're waiting. Waiting for that holiday gift, Kimmy. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been hinting for the past few days, you know. Uh-huh. Yes. I mean, I, I have been. I've been hinting. And, and anyhow, it is, you, you check it out. You went, You have 19 days. Okay. 19 days, Kimmy. 19 days. Well, here we go with the almanac. See how you can do on this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. Asking Kimmy some pop culture nerd things. Now, we'll be uh, moving the timeline all over the place. It's going to be jumbled up. It will not necessarily be linear. Let's kick things off here on the Almanac with the first thing. I'm going to ask you a question about a movie. Here's the question. Tell me the year, and I will give you a five-year plus or minus. Give me the year this movie premiered. It was on this date. You just give me the year. Here is your audio clue. The Klingon Empire has 50 years of life left to offer Klingons a safe haven within Federation space is suicide. They're animals. Jim, they are dying. You, Captain Kirk, are to be our first olive branch. Me? The galaxy stands at a crossroads. This is the Starship Enterprise. We've been ordered to escort you to your meeting on Earth. Guess who's coming to dinner? I have so wanted to meet you, Captain. One warrior to another right on the verge of peace the undiscovered country the future on the brink of war we come in peace and you blatantly defile that we haven't fired according to our data banks we have i shall blow you out of the stars now the crew of the starship enterprise will not be the instigators of full-scale war on the eve of universal peace. They're coming about. Battle stations. Fights not to win battles. Incoming. Signal our surrender. Captain? We surrender. But to end them forever. We will consider an attempt to rescue them an act of war. There will never be a better time. This is Captain Sulu, USS Excelsior. We stand ready to assist you. This is fun. You do prefer it this way, as it was meant to be. Warrior to warrior. You cannot take much more of it. Cry hammer! Kill! And let's slip the dogs of war! Star Trek VI, 
the undiscovered country. Star Trek Six. Give me it. It premiered in theaters on this date. Give me the year within five, and if I might help you, Iman made a very small appearance in the film. She was a changeling, a a uh, sh- you know shapeshifter in it. Can you give me the year within five that Star Trek Six made its its you know, premiere in movie theaters? Ninety-three. It was nineteen ninety-one when that happened. Okay. And that is technically the last Star Trek movie with the original series, the the cast all together. Uh, you get to see Captain Sulu in it. According to rumors and stuff, that didn't exactly make somebody happy uh, mm. in the cast. He didn't like that. But to me, it's a, a really cool nerd moment. That's one of the things I love of that movie uh, is seeing uh, Captain Sulu uh, basically rescue or save or come to assist Captain Kirk in it. And also Christopher Plummer in it playing the Klingon warrior, which you did hear hit some of these lines right there. He convinced them when they were going to shoot the film, they wanted to put him in full makeup, and he refused. He said, I, basically, am a good enough actor. I can make you believe I am a Klingon without all that stuff all over my face. Hmm. And he did, and he's extremely good. And I love those scenes with him in that. That is... Star Trek number six, far better than Star Trek number five, which if you remember Star Trek five, they went to find the the creator of the universe. That was directed by William Shatner, number five, Mm. number five. Moving back to the almanac on this date, 1732, the first play in the American colonies was acted in New York City. It was on this date, Kimmy, the very first edition of Encyclopedia Britannica was published. Within 50 years, when was the very first Encyclopedia Britannica published? The first edition. 1850. You're 100 years off, basically. It was almost 90-some years off. It was 1768 when that was published. Did you have an Encyclopedia Britannica in your household or any other encyclopedia? Oh, yes. So you did have the encyclopedias. Mm-hmm. whole bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Big, heavy books. For mm-hmm. those who have no idea, these things were massive. Yep. Did you use them? Oh, yeah. Okay. Did they get them updated like every year? No. Do you remember? I, I'm, I'm pretty sure up in the Arctic Circle where you grew up, because uh, I know they did this where I did, and not in, not exactly in the farm town I grew up in, but in, in or near, but some of the bigger cities they did. Um, they used to sell encyclopedias like in the grocery stores. Do you remember that? Mm, no. Yeah, it was. I, I think it was usually right at the time when school starts. You could come by and you could either get like a, a updates to your encyclopedia or you could get that. Did now here's a did an encyclopedia salesman ever come to your door as a kid that you remember? Mm, not that I remember. I, I remember some brave soul did do that where I lived out on the farm, mm-hmm. and they had to actually walk a long distance up to the house from a from a dirt road. And a gravel, well, actually, it was a gravel road out in front, and then it was a dirt lane all the way up to the house. I remember it was a very, very hot day when that person came there. I was real small. Mm. And and they were lugging a bunch of books. I mean, like a big, you know, carrier uh-huh. of books. There was no way to pull it with wheels or anything, you know. Yeah. You don't see those anymore, Kimmy, <laughs> do you? Or like the, what was the... Fuller Brushman thing like like they used to have. Uh-huh. Do you ever did they have those or were those phased out by the time we were kids? Oh boy, I don't know. I see, you know, like the didn't big, they have like vacuum salesmen too? I guess, and... but not out in my 
sticks where I grew up out in the country, I don't think, but I, I would think like that large metropolitan area where you were, they did. They had more of that. Moving back to the Almanac, it was 1790. The United States Congress moves from New York City to Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Give me, give me the year. I will give you 25 years, plus or minus. You got two, two things here. Give me the year within 25, but here's the real question. Tell me who this is, this recording of, and tell me the year. This is not, you know, a, uh, a pop hit, if you will. This is history. Here is your audio clue. Please be forgiving of its, uh, its, uh, its sound. This is an original here. First words, I spoke in the original phonograph. A little piece of practical poetry. Mary had a little lamb, its fleece was white as snow, and everywhere that Mary went, the lamb was sure to go. Now, he called it a phonograph, if you hear there, but it was actually marketed, or it's referred to as a gramophone. Can you tell me who that was, that voice there, of a historic inventor? Many things he did. Thomas Edison? That is the true voice of Thomas Edison there, talking about the very first thing he recorded. Mary had a little lamb. That was recorded there on the same type of device. It has survived the course of time. Now, within 25 years, when did he record Mary Had a Little Lamb for the very first time on that first gramophone? 1820? Gimme, no. Closer to the 19th century, Not, I mean, closer to the 20th century than the 19th century. It was 1877 that he made that first recording. Okay. 1877. Also in 1877, the Washington Post is published for the very first time, the very first edition. And give me the year, Kimmy, within 25, Ladies Home Journal was published for the very first time. I know you had that in your household. Mm Mm-hmm. 1891. See, you're smart there. 1883 is when that happened. It was 1884. The construction of the Washington Monument was completed by Army engineers. Now, you're not let off the hook here, Kimmy. The project was finally completed. 1884, that's when the Washington Monument was done. Within 20 years, tell me how many years it took them to build, construct the Washington Monument. Um, 35. Amazing, 34 years. Ooh. You, you got it. It was on this date, Kimmy. I don't know if I should even do that to you. That's not fair. It was on this date, Kimmy, 1923, uh, this United States president became the first president to give a presidential address that was broadcast on radio. The answer is Calvin Coolidge. Moving over to 1947, Kimmy, here in Florida, Everglades National Park is dedicated by the sitting United States president at the time, the year 1947. Who is that president? Roosevelt? No. Eisenhower. The one between those two. Um, the one that replaced FDR when FDR passed in office. Mm-hmm. He was the vice president, became president. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, there was a historic thing when his election happened. Major newspapers said that his opponent won, but he did. Hmm. Said Dewey wins, but. He actually won. Can you do this? He was a hat salesman at one time, too. Okay. You cannot tell me who the president of the United States was in 1947. Uh Uh-uh. It was President Harry S. Truman. 
Okay. Moving over to 1955 in New York, psychologist Joyce Brothers won the $64,000 question, and the subject that she won the $64,000 question was boxing. 1957, America's first attempt at putting a satellite into orbit failed when the satellite blew up on the launch pad at Cape Canaveral, Florida. It was 1960, Gene Autry and Bob Reynolds were granted the Los Angeles Angels baseball franchise by the American League. See if you can identify who this is, Kimmy. I will give you the year. It was 1963. This pop group, rock group, began a tradition of releasing Christmas records for fans. Just for fans, not for the public. Here's your audio clue. Good King Wenceslas last slowed on the feast of Stephen as the slow ray roundabout. All right, Kimmy, who is that group? The Beatles. That's correct, the Beatles. 1963 is when they did that. Big thank you to our very good friend Mark Mayhew in Chicagoland who provided me all of those because he was a Beatles fan club member. He provided me all those and the greetings that they did, and they released to the fans in the 1960s. I think it was from 63 to 67, if I'm not correct. Maybe 68 that they, they did that. It was 1969, Kimmy. The Rolling Stones released the album Beggar's Banquet. Do you have that in your uh, vinyl collection? No. It was 1970, Kimmy. In the U.S., in theaters, a documentary film about the Rolling Stones' 1969 tour of the United States appeared. Can you give me the name of that documentary? Give Me Shelter? That's correct. You've obviously seen Give Me Shelter. Mm-hmm. Long time ago. All right. It was 1973, Kimmy. This individual was sworn in as vice president, and he was unelected. That's right. He had not been elected. He was unelected. He was sworn in after Vice President Spiro Agnew resigned. Who is that vice president? Gerald Ford. That's correct. 1973, Gerald R. Ford. See if you can identify this person, this musician. 1974, he released this song. Now, I'll just say the song first. See if you know who it is just by the name and the title of the song. He releases the song Ding Dong Ding Dong. Can you tell me who he is? No. Here is your audio clue. See if this helps. Kimmy, can you identify who that is? 1974 is the year. The song is Ding Dong Ding Dong. No. He had a hit prior to this called My Sweet Lord. Who is he? Oh, George Harrison. That is correct. It was on this date. 1980 is the year. Televangelist. This televangelist rapes Jessica Hahn. Who is he? Um... Don't know. Jim Baker. It was on this date, Kimmy, in 1988, Metallica records their first music video. It was for the song One. It was 1993. This musical group tapes a video for Travis Tritt's version of Take It Easy. This leads to that group having a reunion. Tell me the name of the group. The Eagles? That's correct. 1994, the statue from the Maltese Falcon, the actual Falcon itself, 
was auctioned off for $398,590. That's in 1994. It was 1994, Orange County, California, files for bankruptcy. It was 1995, the six Billboard Music Awards, TLC and Hootie and the Blowfish win. It was 1995, Michael Jackson collapses while rehearsing for an HBO special. 1998, astronauts aboard the Space Shuttle Endeavor connected the first two building blocks of the International Space Station. They did that in the shuttle cargo bay. So you can identify this person, Kimmy. It was on this date, 2002. This actress was sentenced to 36 months of probation and 480 hours of community service This all stems from her conviction for shoplifting from Saks Fifth Avenue. She was also ordered to pay $10,000 in fines and restitution. Do you know who she is? Winona Ryder. Oh, I didn't have to go to bonus clues. You're exactly right. That was in 2002. It was on this date in 2006. NASA reveals photographs taken by the Mars Global Surveyor. Now, these photos suggest that there's a presence of liquid water on Mars. It was 2008. American pinup model Betty Page, at the age of 85, is hospitalized in critical condition after suffering a heart attack. She would pass away a few days later, December 11th. 2008, at the age of 85. 2009, final Broadway performance of A Steady Rain, starring Hugh Jackman and Daniel Craig. I bet you would love to have seen that. Mm. Yeah, I bet you would have. Moving over to birthdays, Kimmy. This person, born 1900, had a career of over 30 years in radio and in television, also stage and film. See if you can identify who this is with this audio clue. This is their best-known role. All right. They passed away in 1974 at the age of 73. Here is your audio clue. My dear darling child. And how's little Tabitha? Well, I don't care what you call her. Whatever you call her, I shall call her Tabitha. That man! That man! Do you know what he just did? He kissed me! Who is that? Agnes Moorhead. And the name of the character she's playing there? Endora. From what TV show? Bewitched. That's right. You got it right. Uh, Today is her birthday, born in 1900. This person born on this date? You know his music. I'm sure you do. You know this one, especially because you grew up in Chicagoland. They used to use this for WGN late night movies. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yep. That was their bumper. That's right. Ooh, Kimmy using all those fancy terms there. Yes, that was their bumper music for the late night movie. That's Dave Brubeck, born on this date, December 6, 1920. Died real close to his birthday a day later, December 5th, 2012, at the age of 91. An American jazz pianist and composer, part of the cool jazz movement. That's where you're kind of relaxing jazz after World War II. That's when it kind of really got, uh, kind of got hip. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dave Brubeck's quartet best uh, best big piece was take five right there and kimmy was exactly right wgn uh used to run that as bumper music i remember that vividly <laughs> i mean it's like uh that was one of the big treats for me going to the big city was to actually you know experience wgn tv or when i kind of jury rigged a you know antenna out the, out on the farm i could kind of pick them up drifting in and stuff see if you can identify this person kimmy having a birthday and here is your audio clue we have a couple of them in case you can't do it on the first one i really think you can because he had a unique voice although i will tell you um i'm africa i'll even put this link on our nerd news section because it's so unique he guested on a tv show it was like what's my line you know or where they have to identify who the mystery person is and he shifted his voice so 
so well, you cannot tell who he is. But he had this very distinct voice. And did cartoon work as well. Did television. And a lot of movies. Here is your audio clue, Kimmy. See if you can identify him in this commercial for, well, laundry detergent. Here's your clue. It's only me. I waited till there weren't any ladies around. Got some personal items. In they go. Plus the rest of the clothes. No bleach with this wash. If you bleach all the time, could be you're not getting enough cleaning power from your detergent. But Procter & Gamble's new salvo gets clothes lots cleaner looking with lots less bleaching. So, just two salvo tablets. Low suds salvo is fortified with whiteners, water softeners, more cleaning boosters than any powder detergent. All for about three and a half cents a tablet and no spill or waste. See, not even a wife could get things looking cleaner. That salvo gets clothes lots cleaner looking with lots less bleaching. Get new salvo, the fortified detergent. Kimmy, do you, do you know who that mystery voice is? That's Wally Cox. And the cartoon character he is known for? Underdog. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. And what's kind of interesting, they say that Underdog was actually not a stretch for him in certain ways because he was truly athletic. It might surprise you, but he hmm. really, really was. And um, well in shape. And uh, nothing like the milk toast character that people you know, thought of him being. He was nothing like that. So they say Shine Boy is sort of like the character people think that he is, that he portrays on certain movies and things like that, but he was more like underdog for real. And his best friend, and some say it was really maybe even more than that, but his best friend was Marlon Brando. Mm. Marlon Brando said that if he had been female, that is Wally Cox, he would have married him. Mm. Yes, they were best buddies. Mm -hmm. Some say they were really good friends. Mm-hmm. None of that's confirmed, though. And Wally Cox, born 1924, died 1973 at the age of 48, Kimmy. Mm. Passed away quite young. Moving over to this person having a birthday. See if you can identify this comedian, Kimmy. American comedian, actor, writer, and an Oscar-winning film producer. He was ranked as the 23rd greatest comedian by the Comedy Central in the list of 100 greatest stand-up comedians of all time. Here is your audio clue. So I get out of the bed. I figured I'd go for a walk. She said, how long are you going to be gone? I said, the whole time. <laughs> when I was out in the middle of the desert, a UFO landed. Three one-inch tall guys got out. They walked over to me. I said, are you really one-inch tall? They said, no, we're really very far away. I remember the day the candle shop burned down. Everybody just stood around and sang happy birthday. Who is Mr. Energizer there? Oh, I don't I don't know his name. Stephen Wright is mm. his name, and within five years, because I know you know who he is, how old is Stephen Wright? Mm, 70. He is 61 today. Today marks the birthday for Randy Rhodes, born 1956, died 1982 at the age of 25. He was an American heavy metal guitarist who played with Ozzy. And also with Quiet Riot, a big-time student of classical guitar, and he combined classical music with rock, and he basically influenced his own heavy metal style. Now, he died in a plane accident while on tour with Osborne, a freak accident, in Leesburg, Florida in 1982, and in ways it's lucky that Ozzy was not harmed as well. What happened was their bus broke, well, they were, they were doing some 
air conditioning repairs in Leesburg. They parked near a small airport, a private type airport, you know, small airport. And Ozzy was crashed in the bus sleeping and with Sharon and they were repairing the, this air conditioning unit. And the one individual said he knew how to fly and he took some people up for a, a flight and they were buzzing around the, the, the bus, having a good old time land Rhodes gets in with somebody else. They go buzzing around the bus, but they get a little bit too close to the bus and they actually, the wing hits the bus and, and breaks part of the wing and the plane goes flipping over and everybody's killed on it. Mm. So in, wow. yeah, it, it was freaky that that happened. And, and you can read Sharon's own words describing just how gross and disturbing it was. That mm. uh, was made public what she said about that. Randy Rhodes, 1956, born on this date. Moving over to somebody else having a birthday, Peter Buck of R.E.M. He is 60 today. He uh, was a songwriter and best known as the co-founder and lead guitarist of R.E.M. Moving over to another part of the almanac. I see dead people. It is Celebrity and Notable Deaths today. See if you can identify who this person is, Kimmy. I want you to give me the year they passed away, too, within five he died of a massive heart attack at the age of 52. Now, between 1960 and 1964, 22 of his songs were placed on Billboard's Top 40, and he would also have hits going into the 1980s as well. Here is your audio clue. Please identify who this is and the year they passed. Pretty woman walking down the street. Pretty woman. Is that Kimmy? Roy Orbison. That's correct. What year did he pass within five? 2009? Passed in 1988, and mm. he was a member of a super group with Bob Dylan, George Harrison, Tom Petty, and Jeff Lynne. Name that group in the 80s. The Traveling Willowberries? The Traveling Willowberries. That's that is exactly correct. You you got that. Roy Orbison. Someone else who passed away on this date in history. In the music area, too, 1988, Bill Harris, guitarist for The Clovers. And they had the, well, I think the first chart hit of this song, Love Potion Number no. 9. He died at the age of 63. I took my troubles down to Madame Rue. You know that gypsy with a gold cap, too. She's got a path on 34th and Vine. Selling little bottles of Love Potion Number no. 9. A song had been covered and uncharted by others over the course of time, but uh, that one you really catch in American Graffiti. It's on the American Graffiti soundtrack, also in the movie. You will catch that. 2011 uh, marks the death of Dobie Gray. He died at the age of 71, American singer and songwriter. His hit records included The In Crowd in 1965, and then one that I think a uh, staple of oldie stations and, and adult contemporary stations who had what's called gold music, and that is Drift Away. <laughs> That's the big hit, Drift Away, from 1973. Moving over to another part of the almanac, and that is Weddings, Gimme. 1962 marks the uh, time actor Sean Connery, at the age of 32, marries actress Diane Salento. And then moving over to something else, 1997 ABC's World News Tonight news anchor Peter Jennings, at the age of 59, Weds KC Freed in New York and 2008 Lone Star bass guitarist John Rich at the age of 34. Weds former model Joan Bush 
in Nashville. And we can't forget the divorces, Kimmy. It was 1938. Actress Betty Davis, at the age of 30, divorces musician Harmon Nelson, who's 31, due to cruel and inhuman manner after more than six years of marriage. 1982, U.S. Senator Ted and Joan Kennedy divorce. That wraps up the Almanac today. Kimmy, I think you did a great job. And I think we're going to focus on something from the Almanac, someone uh, who was born on this date in history. Radio And that's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Anytime we have an opportunity to go back in time and, well, focus on the golden age of radio, we take that opportunity. And today being the birthday for Agnes Moorhead, who was born in 1900, I thought we'd focus on something that, well, she was basically a goddess in, and that is the golden age of radio. Matter of fact, not just uh, radio, but in other forms of acting, she was considered one of the best in her time period. Orson Welles considered her the best actor-slash-actress of the 20th century at the time when he made that public. And he wanted to work with her and did in so many things. We have probably one of the best examples. I mean, this, it was turned into a film, but first it was known for its radio production. It was a novel first, then became a radio production, and was so successful, she did this at least six or more times. She was requested to do this. And you got to keep in mind, when she did these on radio, she had to do them for both coasts. So that's like 12 times. She had to mm-hmm. do one for East and West Coast. We have the very first time that she did this. She did probably one of the best examples of the golden age of radio, something, in my opinion, far better than the film version. And that is, we have the 1943 version of Sorry, Wrong Number. And it was done in film quite well by Barbara Stanwyck. Matter of fact, Barbara Stanwyck would do it on radio eventually, but still, I say Agnes Moorhead's version is far superior. It's far creepier. Uh, the theater of the mind does things that they can't capture on film, especially in that time period. And it is sinister and creepy and suspenseful. Let's go back in time in honor of Agnes Moorhead's birthday today. Here is Sorry, Wrong Number on The Riley and Kimmy Show. introduce Columbia's program, Suspense. Our star tonight is one of the most compelling actresses in America today, Miss Agnes Moorhead. Miss Moorhead returns to our stage to appear in a new study in terror by Lucille Fletcher called Sorry, Wrong Number. This story of a woman who accidentally overheard a conversation with death and who strove frantically to prevent murder from claiming an innocent victim is tonight's tale of suspense. If you have been with us on these Tuesday nights, 
you will know that suspense is compounded of mystery and suspicion and dangerous adventure. In this series are tales calculated to intrigue you, to stir your nerves, to offer you a precarious situation, and then withhold the solution until the last possible moment. And so it is with Sorry, Wrong Number and the performance of Agnes Moorhead, we again hope to keep you in suspense. Operator, I've been dialing Murray Hill 70093 now for the last three quarters of an hour, and the line is always busy. I don't see how it could be busy that long. Will you try it for me, please? I'll be glad to try that number for you. One moment, please. I don't see how it could be busy all this time. It's my husband's office. He's working late tonight, and I'm all alone here in the house. My health is very poor, and I've been feeling so nervous all day. Ringing Murray Hill 70093. Hello? Uh, hello? Is Mr. Stevenson there? Hello? Hello? Oh, hello, George. Yes, sir. This is George speaking. Hello? Who's this? What number am I calling, please? I'm here with our client now. He says the coast is clear for tonight. Yes, sir. Where are you now? In a phone booth. You don't worry. Everything's okay. Very well. Now, you know the address. At 11 o'clock, the private patrolman goes around to the bar on 2nd Avenue for a beer. Be sure that all the lights downstairs are on, eh? There should be only one light visible from the street. At 11.15, a train crosses the bridge. It makes a noise in case her window is open and she should scream. Oh, hello. What number is this, please? Okay. I understand. Now make it quick. As little blood as possible, eh? Our client does not wish to make us suffer long. Will a knife be okay, sir? Yeah, a knife will be okay. And uh, do you remember the other details? Yeah, yeah, I know. Remove the rings and bracelets and the jewelry and the bureau drawer. That's right. Our client wishes it to look like simple robbery. Don't worry. Everything is going to be okay. All right, then. Be sure to... Oh, Oh! Oh, how awful! How unspeakably awful! Please. Operator, I, I, I've just been cut off. I'm sorry. What number were you calling? Why, it, it was supposed to be Murray Hill 70093, but it wasn't. Some wires must have got crossed. I was cut into a wrong number, and I, 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 I've just heard the most dreadful thing. Something about a murder. And, Operator, you'll simply have to retrace that call at once. I beg your pardon. May I help you? Oh, I, I know it was the wrong number, and I had no business listening, but these two men, they were cold-blooded fiends, and they were going to murder somebody, some poor innocent woman who was all alone in a house near a bridge, and we've got to stop them. We've got what to... What number were you calling, please? Well, that doesn't matter. This was a wrong number, and you dialed it for me, and we've got to find out what it was immediately. What number did you call? Oh, why are you so stupid? What time is it? Do you mean to tell me you can't find out what that number was just now? 
I'll connect you with the chief operator. Oh, I think it's perfectly shameful. Now, look, look, it was obviously a case of some little slip of the finger. I, I told you to try Murray Hill 70093 for me. You dialed it, but your finger must have slipped, and I was connected with some other number. A and I could hear them, but they couldn't hear me. Now, now, I simply failed to see why you couldn't make that same mistake again on, on purpose, why you couldn't try to dial Murray Hill 70093 in the same sort of careless way. Murray Hill 70093, I will try to get it for you. Thank you. I'm sorry, Murray Hill 70093 is busy. I will call you Operator. in 20... Operator! Operator! Uh, Operator, will you answer me? Your call, please. Well, you didn't try to get that wrong number at all. I asked you explicitly, and all you did was dial correctly. I'm sorry. Uh, what number are you calling? Oh, can't you for once forget what number I'm calling and do something for me? Now, I want to trace that call. It's my civic duty, it's your civic duty to trace that call and apprehend those dangerous killers. And if you won't... I will connect you with the chief operator. Please. Oh. Oh. Where is it? Where's the answer? This is the chief operator. Oh, uh, chief operator, I want you to trace a call, a, a telephone call immediately. I don't know where it came from or who was making it, but it's absolutely necessary that it be tracked down because it was about a murder that someone's planning. A, a terrible, cold-blooded murder of a poor, innocent woman. Tonight at 11.15. I see. Well, can you trace it for me? Can you track down those men? I'm not certain. It depends. Depends on what? It depends on whether the call is still going on. If it's a live call, we can trace it on the equipment. If it's been disconnected, we can't. Disconnected? If the parties have stopped talking to each other. Oh, but, but of course they must have stopped talking to each other by now. That was at least five minutes ago, and it didn't sound like the type who would make a long call. Well, I can try tracing it. Well, May I have your name, please? Mrs. Stevenson. Mrs. Elbert Stevenson. Now, but, but listen... And your telephone number, please. Oh, you know, Plaza 42295. But if you go on wasting all this time... Why do you want the call traced, please? Why? Well... Oh, no reason. No reason. I, I mean, I, I merely felt very strongly that something ought to be done about it. These, these men sounded like killers. They're, they're dangerous. They're going to murder this woman at 11.15 tonight, and I thought the police ought to know. Have you reported this to, to the police? Well, no, no, not yet. You want this call checked purely as a private individual? Yes, yes, but meanwhile... I'm sorry, Mrs. Stevenson, but I'm afraid we couldn't make this check for you and trace the call just in your say-so as a private individual. Well, I... We'd have to do something more official. Oh, for heaven's sake. You mean to tell me I can't report that there's going to be a murder without getting tied up in all this red tape? Why, it's perfectly idiotic. Well, all right, all right. I'll call the police. Thank you. I'm sure that would be the best way to... Oh, it's ridiculous. It's perfectly ridiculous. All this red tape. Oh. Your call, please. Uh, the police department. Get me the police department, please. Thank you. Bringing the police department. Okay. Station, Precinct 43, Sergeant Martin speaking. Police Department, uh, uh, this is Mrs. Stevenson, Mrs. Elbert Smythe Stevenson of 53 North Sutton Place. 
I'm calling up to report a murder. I, I mean, the murder hasn't been committed yet, but I, I, I just overheard plans for it over the telephone, over a wrong number that the operator gave me. I've been trying to trace down the call myself, but everybody is so stupid, and I, I guess in the end you're the only people who could do anything. Yes, ma'am. Well, it, it, it was a perfectly definite murder. I, I heard their plans distinctly. Uh, uh, two men were talking, and they were going to murder some woman at 11.15 tonight. She lived in a house near a bridge. Are you listening to me? Uh, 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 yes, ma'am. And, and there was a private patrolman on the street. He was going to go around for a beer on 2nd Avenue. And, and, and there was some third man, a, a client, who was uh, paying to have this poor woman murdered. They were going to take her rings and bracelets and, and, and use a knife. Well, it's, it's unnerved me dreadfully, and I'm not well. Uh, I see. And I... Uh, when was all this, ma'am? Oh, well, uh, about eight minutes ago. Oh, I, then you can do something. You do understand. Uh, what is your name, ma'am? Uh, Mrs. Stevenson, Mrs. Albert Stevenson. And your address? Uh, 53 North Sutton Place. 53 North Sutton Place. That's near a bridge. The, the Queensborough Bridge, you know. And, and, and we have a private patrolman on our street. And, and, and 2nd Avenue... And what was the number you were calling? Murray Hill 70093. But, but that wasn't the number I overheard. I, I mean, Murray Hill 70093 is my husband's office. He's, he's working late tonight, and I was trying to reach him to ask him to come home. I'm an invalid, you know, and uh, it's the maid's night off, and I hate to be alone, even though he says I'm perfectly safe as long as I have the telephone right beside my bed. Well, we'll look into it, Mrs. Stevenson, well, and we'll see if we can check it with the telephone company. But the telephone company said they couldn't check the call if the parties had stopped talking. I've already taken care of that. Oh, you have? Yes, and personally, I feel you ought to do something far more immediate and drastic than just check the call. What good does checking the call do if they stop talking? By the time you track it down, they'll already have committed the murder. Well, we'll take care of it, don't you worry. Well, I'd say the whole thing calls for a search, a complete and thorough search of the whole city. Now, I'm very near the bridge, and I'm not far from 2nd Avenue, and I know I'd feel a lot better if, if you sent around a radio car to this neighborhood at once. And what makes you think the murder's going to be committed in your neighborhood, Oh, ma'am? well, I, I don't know. Only the coincidence is so horrible. 2nd Avenue and uh, uh, patrolman and the bridge? 2nd uh, Avenue is a very long street, ma'am. I know And it. you know how many bridges there are in the city of New York alone. Oh. Not to mention Brooklyn and Staten Island, Queens and the Bronx. I know. How do you know there isn't some little house out on Staten Island on some little 2nd Avenue you've never even heard about? Oh. How do you know they're even talking in, about New York at all? But I heard the call in the New York dialing system. Uh, maybe it was a long-distance call you overheard. Oh. Telephones <laughs> are funny things. Look, lady, why don't you look at it this way? Supposing you hadn't broken in on that telephone call. Supposing you'd got your husband the way you always do. You wouldn't be upset, would you? No, I suppose not. Only it, it, it sounded so inhuman, so cold-blooded. Well, a lot of murders are plotted in this city every day, ma'am. Well, we managed to prevent most all of them, but the clue of this kind is so vague. I... Isn't much more use to us than no clue at all. But surely you... Unless, of course, uh, you have some reason for thinking this call was phony and that somebody may be planning to murder you. Me? Oh, you... Was, no, I hardly think so. Well, I, I mean, why should anybody? I, I, I'm alone all day and night. I, I see nobody except my maid, Eloise, and, and, and she's a big girl. She weighs 200 pounds. She's too lazy to bring up my breakfast tray. And the, and the only other person is my husband, Albert. He's crazy about me. He just adores me. He waits on me hand and foot. Has scarcely left my side since I took sick 
12 years ago. Well, and there's nothing for you to worry about. Well, now, if you'll just leave the rest of this to us, we'll take care of it. But what will you do? It's so late. It's nearly 11 now. We'll take care of it, lady. Well, will you broadcast it all over the city and send out squads and, and, and warn your radio cars to watch out, especially in suspicious neighborhoods like mine? Lady, I said we'd take care of it. I... Just now, I've got a couple of other matters here on my desk that require immediate attention. Good night, ma'am, and thank you. Oh, you, you <laughs> idiot. Oh. Oh, now, why did I hang up the phone like that? Now we'll think I am a fool. Oh, why doesn't Albert come home? Why doesn't he? Oh. Call, please. Operator, for heaven's sake, will you ring that Murray Hill 70093 number again? I can't think what's keeping him so long. I will try it for you. Well, try, try. Oh. So nervous. Why did you take so long? I'm sorry. Murray Hill 70093 is busy. I will call you. I can hear it. You don't have to tell me. I know it's busy. Oh. Oh, if, if I could only get out of this bed for a little while. If I could, if I could get a breath of fresh air or just lean out of the window or, or see the street. Hello, Albert? Hello? 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 Oh, what's the matter with this phone? Hello, hello? 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 Oh, for heaven's sake, who is this? Hello? 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 Oh, I'm trying to... Oh, why did Your call, please. Hello, operator. I don't know what's the matter with this telephone tonight, but it's positively driving me crazy. I've never seen such inefficient, miserable service. Now, 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 look. I'm an invalid, and I'm very nervous, and I'm not supposed to be annoyed. But if this keeps on much longer... What seems to be the trouble, please? Well, everything's wrong. I haven't had one bit of satisfaction out of one call I've made this evening. The whole world could be murdered for all you people care. And now, now, my phone keeps ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing and ringing every five seconds or so. And when I pick it up, there's no one there. I'm sorry. If you will hang up, I will test it for you. I don't want you to test it for me. I want you to put that call through, whatever it is, at, at once. I'm afraid I cannot do that. You can't? And why? Why, may I ask? The dial system is automatic. Oh. If someone is trying to dial your number, there is no way to check whether the call is coming through the system or not. Oh, unless the person who is trying to reach you complains to his particular operator. Well, of all this stupid... And meanwhile, I've got to sit here in my bed suffering every time that phone rings, imagining everything. I will try to check the trouble for check you. Check it, check it. That's all anybody can do. Oh, what's the use of talking to you? You're stupid. <gasps> I'll fix her. Of all the impudent... Oh, how dare she speak to me like that? How dare she speak to me like that? Oh. Oh. She answered. Your call, please. Young woman, I don't know your name, but there are ways of finding you out. 
And I'm going to report you to your superiors for the most unpardonable rudeness and insolence that has ever been my privilege. Give me the business office at once. You may dial that number direct. Dial it direct? I'll do no such thing. I don't even know the number. The number is in the di- directory, or you may secure it by dialing information. Now listen here, you... Oh, what's the use? Oh, dear. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake, I'm going out of my mind. Not a... Hello? Hello? Stop ringing me, do you hear? Answer me. Who is this? You realize you're driving me crazy? Who's calling me? What are you doing it for? Now stop it, stop it, stop it, I say. Hello? Hello? If you don't stop ringing me, I'm going to call the police. Do you hear? The police! <laughs> oh, if Elbert would only come home. <laughs> oh, let it ring. Let it go on ringing. It's a trick of some kind. And I won't answer it. I won't. I won't, even if it goes on ringing all night. <laughs> now, what's the matter? Why do they stop ringing all of a sudden? What time is it? Where did I put that clock? <laughs> Five to eleven. Oh, oh, they've decided something. They're sure I'm home. They heard my voice answer them just now. That's why they've been ringing me. Why no one has answered me? Call oh, that operator again. Oh, oh, where is she? Why doesn't she answer? The police department can't be busy. There must be other lines available. The line is busy. Oh. I will try to get them for you later. No, no, I've got to speak to them now, or it may be too late. I've got to talk to someone. What number do you wish to speak to? Please. I don't know, but there must be someone to protect people beside the police department. A, a, a detective agency. A, a... Uh, you will find agencies listed in the classified directory. But I don't have a classified directory. I, 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 I mean, I'm too nervous to I look it up. I will connect you with information. Know. Perhaps she will be able to help you. No, no. Oh, you're being spiteful, aren't you? You don't care, do you, what happens to me? I could die and you would not care. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it. I can't stand anymore. Hello? What do you want? Stop ringing, will you? Stop it. Hello? Is this Plaza 42295? Uh, yes, I'm... I'm sorry. This, yes, this is Plaza 42295. This is Western Union. Uh, I have a telegram here for Mrs. Albert Stevenson. Uh, is there anyone there to receive the message? Yes, I'm Mrs. Stevenson. The telegram is as follows. Mrs. Albert Stevenson, 53 North Second Place, New York, New York. Darling, terribly sorry. Tried to get you for last hour, but line busy. Oh. Leaving for Boston, 11 oh. p.m. tonight on urgent business. Back tomorrow afternoon. Keep happy. Love, signed, Albert. Oh, no. Do you wish us to deliver a copy of the message? No. No, thank you. Thank you, madam. Good night. Good night. Good night. 
Murray Hill 70093 number for me just once more, please. You may dial that number direct. an exclusive hospital where I had my appendix out two years ago. Henshley, H-E-N-C-A. Well, will you please hurry and, and uh, please, what is the time? You may find out the time by dialing Meridian 71212. Oh, for heaven's sake, I've no time to be dialing. The number of Henshley Hospital is Butterfield 70105. Butterfield 70105. Nurses registry. Who was it you wish to speak to, please? I want the nurses registry at once. I, I, I want a trained nurse. I want to hire immediately for the night. I see. And what is the nature of the case, madam? Nurse, I, I, I'm very nervous. I, I need soothing and, and companionship. You, you see, my husband is away, and I'm. Have also... you been recommended to us by any doctor in particular, madam? No, but I really don't see why all this catechizing is necessary. I, I, I just want a trained nurse. I was a patient in your hospital two years ago, and after all, I, I do expect to pay this person for attending me. Well, we quite understand that, madam, but these are war times, you know. I know that. Registered nurses are very scarce just now, and our superintendent has asked us to send people out well, only on cases where the physician in charge feels it's absolutely necessary. Well, it is absolutely necessary. I'm a sick woman. I'm, I'm very much upset, very. I'm, I'm alone in this house, and I'm an invalid, and, and, and tonight I overheard a telephone conversation that upset me dreadfully. In fact, if, if someone doesn't come at once, I'm afraid I'll go out of my mind. I see. Well, I'll speak to Miss Phillips as soon as she comes in. And what is your name, ma'am? Miss Phillips? And when do you expect her in? I really couldn't say. She went out to supper at 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock? But it's, it's not 11 o'clock yet. Oh, 
Oh, my clock has stopped. I thought it was running down. What time is it? Just just 15 minutes past 11. What was that? What was what, madam? That, that click just now in my own telephone. As though someone had lifted the receiver off the hook of the extension telephone downstairs. Well, I didn't hear it, madam. Now, about this... But I, I did. There's, there's someone in this house. Someone downstairs in the kitchen. And they're, they're listening to me now. They're listening... I won't... I won't pick it up. I... I won't let them hear me. I won't let them hear me. I'll be quiet. I'll be so quiet. And they'll think... Oh... Oh, but if I don't call someone now... while they're still down there... Maybe... There'll be no time. Oh... I'm sorry. Must have got the wrong number. Precinct 43, Sergeant Martin speaking. Police Department, Martin speaking. Police Department, Martin speaking. Oh, Police Department? Police Department. I'm sorry, must have got the wrong number. Don't worry. Everything's okay. If you enjoyed that golden age of radio production, be sure to follow the Riley and Kimmy show. We feature old time radio shows from time to time. We have archived episodes available right now on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Some of them have old time radio episodes on them. Please tell your friends about the Riley and Kimmy show. Help us grow. Our social media links are available on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. That's R-I-L-E-Y. And Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y, dot com. If you friend, follow, and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, 
Be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of The Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.